Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. We're back after Magic May. I'm here with Toph, back in the country again. How you doing, Bear? I'm good, thank you. Yeah? How was your trip? Smashing. You got no idea. Don't lie to the audience. We're okay. recording this in advance. Yeah, I haven't gone overseas yet. Don't lie. <laughs> he lies, people. Now you know. I'm a liar who tells lies. <laughs> the more you know. Do, do, do. Anything <laughs> right. I'm about to say, probably not true. Well, yeah, if you say this movie's bad, you can assume it's not true because this week it was my choice for a throwback. So it's a movie that I cherish very dearly and you had never seen. And we haven't had a great track record with these. <laughs> oh, we've had a pretty good track record with films I pick. <laughs> oh, look, now that's not fair. I think, I mean, we've been doing this for two years now. It's not two years. It's close to. You lie <laughs> and you tell lies. <laughs> we've been doing this for close to two years now. And um, it's not two years till November. That's not close. By the time this airs, it's it's like it's like July. It's 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 not even June. Right, okay. You're it's, saying July. It's not oh, even yeah. June when oh, this goes to air. My math is bad. It's I was May. Like, what comes after May? It starts with a J. <laughs> J four letters. June, July. Fuck off. <laughs> right, well, we've been doing this for like eighteen months now. We've been doing this a while. You let it all that other stuff out. Nope. And I mean. How many times have I picked a throwback? Like eight? And I think you've enjoyed at least two of them. Is it eight? Is it that many? I reckon it would be. Okay. Yeah, it'd be close to. But you enjoyed at least two of them. So that's something. There we go. And hopefully you'll enjoy this one because this is one that I really, truly cherish. And I've loved this movie since I first saw it as a kid. And we're talking, of course, about the 90s classic Tommy Boy. I don't know if your wife told you this the other day when I was in prep mode for watching it. I messaged her and I was like, so is this a whole house approval thing here or is or is this a Billy special? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to say guilty till proven innocent <laughs> at, th- at this point. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, your last pick was Reindeer Games. Oh, yeah, which and that was great. So, that, that was great. So there's concerns. <laughs> Let's get into it then. Tommy Boy, 1995 American road comedy film directed by Peter Segal, written by Bonnie and Terry Turner and produced by Lorne Michaels from SNL, hence it starring former SNL castmates and close friends Chris Farley and David Spade. A story detailing that it doesn't matter how dumb and useless you are, you too can make it in this world. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's not dumb and useless. Like a spiritual sequel to Forrest Gump. <laughs> now I'm just I'm just picturing these films being in like a shared universe. <laughs> I can see it. Like Forrest runs past them on the highway when they're broken down. Run, Forrest, run, Snakey! <laughs> and so, um, you like this film? Okay, well, okay, that sounds very condescending. I love this film. Did you have fun watching the film? No, no, I didn't. Okay, well, now I feel like this was a really bad choice. I was honestly hoping that you might just be able to enjoy the the film just for the fun of it, the the storytelling, the acting, the just the fun, I guess, really. Yeah, look, and if it weren't for those things you just listed, <laughs> might have loved it. Okay, all right, okay. Well, all right. (laughs) Now, okay, let's talk about Chris Farley. Yep. Are you a Farley fan? Nope. Okay. I think there is a distinct difference between acting big and being funny. Do you not feel like there are 
circumstances where big, you know, comedians are funny. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at Robin Williams. For sure. Yeah, great point. But Robin Williams is a comic genius, and this is Tommy Boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, I feel like we should, we should just hit stop. All right. Now. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and I'm guessing that you're not a David Spade fan either. I like David Spade. Yeah. Uh, and particularly in this film, one of the things I could do was try and pluck out words from his lines and piece together lines from The Emperor's New Groove. And then I was like, <laughs> hey, this is fun. I mean, David, I, I think David Spade is actually a really underrated comedian. I think that he's very, very funny. And I think there's a certain charm to his smugness. You know how, like, there are people who are charming- and David Spade is absolutely the opposite of charming, but somehow that that kind of works and is kind of endearing. And I think that this film, for me, is his peak, particularly as far as film goes. Did you did you not at least enjoy his character or you know the the kind of camaraderie between him and Tommy Boy? I thought David Spade did everything he could in this film. Really, yeah. like there are moments that there's a couple of moments of his that I really do enjoy. You mentioned the camaraderie between the two. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> really? But, but David Spade's side of things, yeah, like when he's sitting in the car saying things like, I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> yeah. I like mean, David Spade makes that work. Just about every line out of his mouth, I think, is genuinely hilarious in this film. And they they were best friends in real life. Like, David Spade is still affected by Chris Farley's death. And I think that you can really, yeah, when I talk about the camaraderie, I think the chemistry between these two people is- Fantastic. But you you obviously did not feel that same way. No, no, I didn't. I was just like, shut up, Tommy, and let David Spade talk. Wow. Okay, so I'm sensing that a lot of this is down to hate of Chris Farley. No, it's not on Chris Farley. It's on the character of Tommy. Okay. Interesting. Let, let's talk about the comedy in this film. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, there's some ripping stuff here. I want you to and c- come with me on this journey, Billy. Yeah. Put your mind in a- a factory floor. I'm there. And there's I'm, on, all, I'm on the floor. And there's all these people, right? Yeah. You with me? Yeah. There's I'm all these people with hard hats on because it's a factory floor, right? Oh, well, and, as, you, as you do. And I you've got to have hard hats on. Yeah, that's the rules. Tommy. Yeah. Holding his hard hat. Yeah. Get this. Bangs his head on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that- that's, Oh, classic stuff. That's genuinely funny. No, it's not. It's It, it gets better, though. Okay. Well, all right. Like a few, okay, a few, minute, a few minutes later. Yep. He's- He's out with Rob Lowe. Yeah. And they're cow tipping. Who's also hilarious in this film. And, and like they're cow tipping, okay? Yeah, yeah. They're pushing over cows. Get this? Yeah. He slips and falls in the mud. Yeah. Classic. Cla- I'm, I'm there with you. I'm feeling it. It's classic. Amazing. Yeah. No, okay. Amazing stuff. I, okay. Did you not laugh when he's just after his father's died and he's taking Michelle out on the boat and he's talking about how there's no wind and the, the boat is like half in the water on his end? And then those kids come along and start teasing him. You did not find any of that funny. Nah. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I'm not going to change your mind, <laughs> but that's not the point of this show. We we often disagree and that's fine. Um, okay. That's it. Okay. Well, tell, let's talk about what you did find funny. Um, all right. There's that line of David Spade where- like Tommy's like, lots of people spend seven years at college. And David like, Spade's yeah, like, they're yeah, called they're, they're called doctors. I was like, yeah. hey, that's a pretty good line. That's funny. Good for you, David Spade. It's funny. I, like, I, like I said, I saw this movie when I was a kid. And I, I, I've spoken about this, I think, before. Not this film in particular, but on um, when I was on So I Married a Movie Geek. And 
I was in the draft for the top films of 1981. Now, as you can imagine, I was not born in 81, right? So, and also, fun fact, I found out I was doing that about two hours before I was doing it. So, I didn't have a list or anything. So, I was like, shit, okay, I need to think about what movies I like from 81. Two hours is more time than you put into our show. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> Once again, I have no notes. Uh, and But you know, what, I, what I came back to a lot was movies that, you know, my father had showed me and that I'd sat down and watched with him, you know, because he was a big fan of, of films from the 80s and stuff. And, you know, some movies like, for example, Animal House and The Blues Brothers and, you know, all those kind of great films. And, and to me, this was one of those films. I, you know, he showed me this film because he loved it. And so I was very young when I first saw this film. And I guess the comedy and the camaraderie and everything really stayed with me. Like, I, I watched this movie at least once a year. And I'll genuinely often quote this movie. Like, you now understand why I often put on other people's jackets and sing Fat Guy in a Little Coat. You finally get why I do that. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Mate, I did it in the office last week. <laughs> Was I there? Wait, were you there? When did you start back? I don't know how you- <laughs> I do that all the time. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, nothing. Yeah, because I'm a bigger dude. It's funny when I put on other people's yeah. jackets and sing and then, that song. And then get this- he rips the he jacket. Rips it. Yeah, it's great. I've no, I've never ripped one. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess to me, maybe it's because I was so young and I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's really always stuck with me. I'll often quote this movie. Like, and- I actually found the, the character of Tommy, I find so unappealing that when Rob Lowe rolls into town being clearly the douchey bad guy. Clearly the bad guy. I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of going for this guy just because he's not Tommy. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about the rest of the cast then. You you've spoken about how you enjoyed David Spade. I mean, where were you on Rob Lowe? Uh, the appearance that we get from Dan Aykroyd. Like, I mean, did did any of those performances appeal to you? No. Interesting. No. Okay. So, to you, the biggest film, the the the, the biggest flaw with the film is, in fact, the film. Yeah, I think that's accurate. So you you don't you don't like the script. The thing I don't like about this movie. Is this movie? Wow. I, I honestly, I'm shocked by this. I didn't think you would love this movie, but I really, like, I genuinely thought that you would at least like it. Mm. So, I, I, re- I really just don't even know where to go with this episode. So, I'm going to need you to do some more talking. Okay. So- something that stuns me about Tommy's dad. Yeah. And, and the company Callahan's. Yeah. This isn't me. This isn't a critique of the movie. This is just a fact that Tommy's an idiot. Yeah. Now, his old man who runs Callahan's, Gives him a job. And he knows Tommy's an idiot. Mm. He gives Tommy like a middle management job. And then there's like any element of surprise when this company's going to fail. Like if you if you run your business in a manner that you would give Tommy any responsibility, your company was now, was, it was doomed. Oh, mate. It was doomed. I mean, the Godfather asks Fredo to do something for him. Yeah, he moves him to another state. Yeah. <laughs> like- Literally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Where, like, Tommy's like Chris Griffin from Family Guy. Yeah, he is. He is like the original Chris Griffin. Why would yeah. you give this guy any responsibility? Because it's funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then when, I like, mean- after his old man is dead and they're like, oh, no, you know, this person wants to sell the company. Like, it's not the empire moving in. Like, just sell it. Yeah. I mean, get I- some Get some money. I, I understand your critique, but, I, I mean, I think you're- Missing a whole chunk of the narrative, which is that this town, it relies on this company. 
It relies on the company staying there, which is true for a lot of small American towns. There are whole towns that live and die on a company staying where they are. Yep. Factory towns. Yep. Not only is that a huge part of it, but I think it's it's very, very much, you know, stated that his father is a real community man and a family man. And, like, of course he's going to give his son a job. Yes, it's nepotism. But it happens every day where people Tommy give a job people is n- jobs. Giving Tommy a job is not looking after the community because Tommy's an idiot. I mean, I, I yeah. I, if you I, want Callahan's to succeed, don't put Tommy in charge. I understand where you're coming from, but he's also clearly a very good businessman. And I think, you know, for all we know, and in fact, we probably do know that it's it's a completely made up middle management job. Like, I don't think Tommy is actually in charge of anything that matters. Like, I think that's made very, very clear. Yeah, he's just drawing salary. He's, yeah, like, exactly. Joe, like Joe Bluth. Like Joe Bluth, exactly. Oh, speaking of um, speaking of Arrested Development. Yeah. One of Tommy's friends from college right at the beginning. Yeah, is, when he's upside down. Is he yeah. a never nude, this friend? Is he? He's got cut-offs. Oh, the cut-offs. That <laughs> come, like, just past his taint. I was, I was actually looking at the fashion as well, thinking, whoa, geez, this, yeah, 95, God. <laughs> That moment was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I've got a, I've got a good note here, Billy. Okay. The cut between the dad dying at the wedding and the funeral. Yeah, it's a good cut. I was going to say, I think that the actual filmmaking in this film is is for the most part really well done. I mean, say what you will about the script, which is clearly your issue. I think that the majority of the editing and the, you know the flow of the film, I think that the score is really really excellent, and I think it's it's shot really pretty nicely. A lot of the scenes are surplus to requirements. Mate, it's 97 <laughs> minutes. I know. And yet, you- and yet how many of the scenes while they're travelling could you just cut? Okay, so uh, oh, I completely disagree with that. I think that entire road trip segment is the best part of the film. Just in stuff a film like, that's already great. Like stuff like Tommy failing to get changed in a in a toilet in an aircraft, which is just infuriating and adds nothing. Look, you know what I think it is, is that you clearly just don't understand the magic of Chris Farley. Must be. I think that's it. I think you just- Because that's the kind of scene that, like, Rowan Atkinson can make that work. This does not work for me. Yeah. And I, I think this clearly comes down to your dislike of of heavier people. <laughs> and as as one of the jollies myself- That's why I'm such a self-loathing. I am very, very, very upset by this critique. Because uh-huh. I think clearly you just got it in for fatties. <laughs> if Rowan Atkinson could make it work because he's only 90 pounds. <laughs> Look, I can't. <laughs> you, you could be onto something. <laughs> I can't deny it. <laughs> Look, is, is it is it any wonder that you enjoy David Spade? Chris Farley, hate him. <laughs> hate his guts. The prosecution rests. <laughs> so it's obviously not much longer after this film that Chris Farley died. Did you know? I'm I'm sure you did know this. I've known you for long enough to know that you are a big fan of Shrek. Love Shrek. Did you know that Chris Farley was Shrek? I did know that. Yeah, and they actually recorded pretty much, I believe, most of the film before he died, and then they recast him with Mike Myers. Do you think you would have enjoyed him more as Shrek where you didn't have to look at his body? Is that what this is? As much as the dearly departed Chris is not a <laughs> pin-up model. Yeah. He's still better looking than Shrek. <laughs> the message of the film in Shrek is that it doesn't matter if you look like Chris. Yes, exactly. So your issue then is with his with his mental capacities in this film. Not even his mental capacities. Like I don't hate Forrest Gump. Yeah, well, that's I was going to go to Forrest Gump next. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask my next question, and I think I can just predict this. You also do not like. 
Billy Madison. Is this is that a true fact? That's a true fact. Yeah, okay. So I, th- I think we know that a lot of your issue with this is the kind of film that it is. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I like to laugh in comedies. Okay, well, let's talk about slapstick in general then because it sounds like the parts you liked, the kind of snide dynamic from David Spade, mm-hmm. what you didn't like was the slapstick elements, him slipping over in the mud, him hitting his head when he's holding the hard hat. Yep. Do you like- Slapstick in general. Slapstick done well is fantastic. Okay. It's really hard to do well. When it comes off, it is sensational. Okay. But it's one of those things that has got to be really, really good for me. Okay. Like, this is not Charlie Chaplin. No, I mean, Charlie Chaplin bores the shit out of me. I think this is a lot better than Charlie Chaplin. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, okay- Did you look up the scores for this film? Yeah, I did. I was shocked. What were you shocked by? That they were middling. Not only are they middling, I think you're actually misinterpreting it there. Audience scores for this film are, were, and remain extremely high. You know how much I care about that. Critic reviews were lower, yes. But for example, Rotten Tomatoes, this is in the 30s from the critics, in the 90s from audience. Like, this film is a cult classic, and I feel like that's for a reason. Like, I don't feel like I'm the only one who enjoys this Oh, I, I know you're not. You just watched it alone. So you don't even have a reference for whether anyone you know enjoys this movie. I do have a reference for whether anyone I know enjoys it. And what's that? Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a direct quote from <laughs> someone who I asked about it. Yeah. This was the first time I realised movies can be shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, tell, you name and shame. You tell me who that was. Um, I'm going to leave it up to them whether they want to, like, do an Elena Tyrell. Because and, and, they weren't, like... Tell Billy it was me. <laughs> but if they want to come forward, they they are a listener of the show. If they want to come forward, that'd be great. I mean, I am just. I, I have to be honest. I re- I really feel like I don't like. I I don't even know if we should air this episode because I don't. <laughs> no, look, and it's not because you're slamming. Like that's fine. We have We're used opinions to that. all the time. I guess what it is for me is that I'm just so dumbfounded. I feel like I don't even know what this conversation is anymore because I never. Ever, in all the possibilities in my head, I never thought you'd feel this way about the film. Like, I'm expecting a two. Like, I I feel like you liked this less than Sphere. And to me, I never thought that would... Like, movies like Sphere and Reindeer Games, yes, I genuinely treasure them, but I bring them to the table because I know there's going to be an element that you hate it. But with this, I I really thought... I didn't think I was onto a winner, but I thought this would be like a five or six. Yeah, I... Oh, man, it's hard to stress how not into this film I was. I just... Okay. All right. Look, here we go. Let what me, t- about let me wh- say this. I'm trying to eke out anything I can. Okay. It's better than Reindeer Games. What about, for example, when they're on the road trip, did you not find any of that... Uh, like, the deer? Like, that entire segment to me is so straight up hilarious. Like, first, they think the deer is dead. And they're like, oh, we killed Bambi. That line gets me every time. They put it in the car. Then it comes to life and, like, shreds the shit out of their car, which just gets me going even more. (laughs) And then the final cherry on the cake is when they're sitting outside of the car and you see the flames go up and they kind of turn back and look at it. They're like, whatever. And then then you see their faces when they realise that the car has exploded. None of that worked for you. Like, not- one bit. Uh, okay. Me in this film, for me, I would list this under comedy the way I would list Star Wars under documentary. 
it's that far removed from anything enjoyable. All right. Well, that's it from us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that. We watch. I just, I, I feel like I have to end the show. I don't know what to say. I know. I need to like play sound of silence over it. <laughs> just, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Ben Affleck looks. <laughs> I, I'm so despondent. And okay. All right. Look, I'm, I'd like to challenge you then. You know, we have, when we do these throwbacks, we have made the distinct rule that it is something we genuinely treasure and the other has never seen. Okay. Now, a couple of times you've, you've pissed me off <laughs> because you went and watched 12 Angry Men, not for the show. And I feel like you did that just because it's a good movie and you want to keep me on the low. No, it's because I walked past it at, in the shop for like $2 on DVD and I was like, oh, well, I've been meaning to watch that for a long but time. Look, he, I'll do that. Here is my challenge to you, okay? Okay. You, you know from the movies I picked that these are movies that I, I genuinely treasure that often are films from my childhood, for example, that I know the reason I like them is inexplicable, okay? That's what I want you to bring to the table with your next throwback. I don't want anything that is critically acclaimed. I want something that – I want some shit that you used to watch as a kid yep. that maybe you watched with your siblings. Maybe they liked. Maybe they didn't. But something that you still have fond memories of, even though it's probably not good. Okay. That's what I want you I to would, bring to the uh, table. Yep, yep, let's do that. You you know the kind of vibe I'm going I do, with. I do. And, and, okay, this and is I know one there the, are plenty of movies you have like that. This is one of the things I can't get my head around with this film because – like, I can understand that if, if you came to it at, like, I don't know when you first saw it, age 11 or something. I don't know. Uh, prob- probably younger. Prob- I was probably, I'd say, eight or nine. Yeah. And, like, you just like all movies at that point in time. Yeah. Like, I get that and I get the nostalgia. What I honestly just can't even wrap my head around is, like, you're now in your 30s. And you still watch it once a year. My mind is blown by that. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, we we all know that I'm a more emotional person than you. And I, I connect to things on an emotional level. Like, to me, I will probably always enjoy this movie because of the feelings I have around having watched it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I like Return of the Jedi more than Empire. Yeah, and that's, like, that's just dumb. Yeah, like, I, I get it. Yeah. Because that as a kid, that was my jam. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, let's just get to scoring then. Just fl- tell me it's a two. David Spade almost, almost made it a two. So you're telling me it's a one? One. Jesus. It's a better one than Reindeer Games. I mean, like, like I said, I, I never, ever would have thought that that's where this was going. But okay, that's fine. I'm a seven. <laughs> and I think this is probably now our biggest discrepancy, uh, discrepancy in scores. Ever. I, I genuinely think it is. It's close to our very first episode of Justice League where you were a two and I was a seven. Yeah. I've since learned my ways. That's not like this where I look back in 10 years and go, yeah, that's a great film. Yeah. I, I, was, I was high on our first record. I was- <laughs> and, and possibly other things. I mean, <laughs> we were at work. Yeah. I was just like, I was just so buzzed to be doing this and, you know, sharing my thoughts. <laughs> you know, I, I, I made a mistake. But this, I, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthing.com or wewatchthing.gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wewatchthing. And bye. Go watch a movie. Not this one. (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you. I hated it. I hated it, man. I just, honest to God. I just, I just, I just, I, I, I. <laughs>
whispered the sounds of silence.